Wow, good morning. Such a joy to be here with you again. Uh, I love this church, so I asked to come back. <laughs> and uh, everybody's excited in Singapore because of the virus. <laughs> you get the virus through the gateways of the eye, the ears, the nose, the mouth. So they say, don't touch your face uh, in Singapore. So they don't even want to shake hands anymore. <laughs> so to, to get the handshake, maybe you have to come to Abdel. And uh, look at all the champions here and, uh, and, and shake hands with you. Thank you, Pastor Mike, for Inviting me, he's a, a dear friend, he's our favorite speaker in our church, he is also very much uh, love, he spoke in our camp three times already, and they, they keep inviting him back because uh, he's just been a wonderful friend, a, a great man of God, a wonderful speaker. I was privileged to be in his graduation when he became Dr. Mike Kidding. I'm probably the only one <laughs> who was there to to, to see him uh, get his honor. And uh, yeah, romance is in the air. February 14th, we we have a, a day a date designated for love. There's a wedding yesterday, so congrats, Pastor Karen, and uh, your new hubby. And uh, and. Uh, we are all here in love with Jesus. Amen. And it's just wonderful to be in the yeah, <laughs> house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So I think Pastor Mike has been preaching about uh, what helps him most in his life and his ministry. And so I have a story of my own, of course. You know, so I want to talk about the power of the master's seat. And to look at the Word of God and to see, you know, how it impacts our life. And God has a special plan and purpose for each and every one of us. I started from a, a family that worshipped ancestors and idols. And so it was like uh, impossible to, be, to see myself in a place like this. And I, I don't even really speak English until I was about 10 years old. Yeah, I know a few words. Oh, dog, cat, yeah, white, black, but not very much more. Well, my brother brought me to Sunday school when I was about 8. And I started to learn about the Lord. And my father got, you know, into serious illness. And I, I kneel before my ancestors, I kneel before my idols, and I, I felt so empty. I felt I was not communicating. Then I, I turned towards heaven, and then I remember what my Sunday school teacher taught me. Pray to Jesus, and I prayed for him, and my father recovered. The doctor said he was going to die in, in a week or two, but he, he lived for another 20 years. So, you know, so God answered my prayer. As a, as a young man, I started to believe, you know, that God can change our lives and God can give us a destiny we never even dream of. 
I was 16 years old. I was in my living room studying. And God says, go to the bedroom and pray. I went into the room and prayed. And, and I saw a, a light that shone greatly before me. And this is, uh, and God said that you, you will be going places. And at 16 years old, I've never even sat on a, a ship or aeroplane. <laughs> I said, how am I going to go around the world and, and preach the gospel? It's impossible. I wasn't doing very well in school. And I, I struggled. I, I, I depended upon God. I pray every day. And I, I just needed Him more and more. And I keep studying until I was 15 years old. And so God has put me on a plane. I'm on a, a plane at once or twice a month. I travel around the world in Europe a few times, been to America many times. I continued to study till I was 50 and I, I got two doctorate degrees. So, you know, God can just take a very small, insignificant man. Somebody who my pastor didn't even think will make it in ministry. And today I'm, I'm still here because I believe in faith. And I believe that, you know, it's like germs comes through different gateways in our body, eyes, nose, mouth. But there's a, a gateway to God. And the gateway to God is always faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And we need to learn the power of the Master's seed to know that though we may be small, and though we may be despised, and those of us who know what it means to be to feel rejected, and those of us who feel that and understand what it means to, to be criticized and and despised, can believe God that He can bring a mighty change into your future and your destiny. Amen. Praise God. So we are going to look at the story of this master seed, and we are going to just. Know then that, you know, Jesus loves to tell stories. Jesus loves to talk about parables. And the parable is such a small little seed. And he says, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Whoa, and Jesus spoke in parables and he says then that a man can take the master seed, the least amount, the smallest seed in the world, plants it in the ground. And after a while it grows up and becomes the biggest of plants. And he puts out such large branches that the birds come and make the nest in his shade. And so, this church has humble beginnings. This church is in a place a little bit away from Perth. The world knows about Perth, but not many in the world knows about Abedale. But God sees champions. Amen. Champions. Champion Lake. Lake is a pool of water, right? That, that brings refreshment. Amen. Seeds are needed. They are small. When I went to Cana of Galilee, 
a very romantic place also. And a lot of couples go there and they say their marriage vows or or repeat their marriage marital vows right there in, in this romantic place where Jesus turned water into wine. And I have gone to this town twice. The first time I went there, I I was given one seat, a small little seat. It's so small. <laughs> you know, I, I cannot even feel its weight. So the, the second round, I went to buy. You know, instead of listening to the tour guy talking about the place because I've already been there. So I went to the neighbor's house and I bought, I said, you got castle seat for sale? They say yes, and for one US dollar, I got a cluster. So master seat doesn't come individually; it comes in a cluster, in a group. And so there's a a, a shell. And I open up the shell, and there, are, there, are, there are thousands of seats inside, and they are just so small. And something so small, Jesus said, the smallest of the seats is not the smallest of the smallest. But it's definitely very tiny. Something like that has great, tremendous power. Because there is great potential. There is great opportunity for growth. And there is also the secret of success. Just from this master seat. And we'll learn more a little bit about this. Of course, Jesus tells parables. He tells stories. So we call them you know, parables. And they are powerful teaching. And in this story, we learn about prevailing faith. A parable is defined as an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And so Jesus says, what is the kingdom of heaven like? So today we're going to learn a formula. We're going to learn a way in which it's going to bring you great blessing and breakthrough in your life. So first of all, we talk about the power of potential in seeds. So as we all know, then the, the, a seed is a beginning. A seed is often very small. And it, it, it looks like nothing. But yet, so important and a small seed, as Jesus illustrated, can become something very big. And all healthy living things grow. And it's the very little seed that may be despised in the beginning, but it has great potential into developing into something very fruitful. So this, here are some pictures of uh, master seed. We are, most of the master seeds today you know, comes from Canada, North America. But uh, really, when you go to Israel, they have very unique master tr- trees that produce master seed that o- very often is used for medicine. So when we look ab- about smallest, we look at the birthplace of Jesus. We look at the parents of of Jesus, his significant people, Joseph and Mary. We look at the circumstances of his birth, not in a grand palace, not in a hotel, not in a hospital, but in a 
major, major uh, stable. The beginnings of his ministry was at Nazareth. People asked what good can come out from this town. When you look at his disciples who were they, they were nothing. No rulers, no wealthy men, only fishermen, tax collectors. And even the number of his core disciples and followers was small. There's just 12 disciples who follow Jesus. But Jesus said something small can become big. And so here we have a picture of a very unique tree from Israel. Here you look at a picture of a tree, and you look at the size of a person standing on this mustard tree. And, and you can tell that basically something so very small and very tiny can grow into something so big. And here's another, another type of mustard tree. And what Jesus say is that little seed can grow into a tree. And so this church has become a beautiful tree. Many birds fly through and they will rest. And some will decide to fly away but many will decide to build their nest in this place. And so as we get to look at this church, as we get to look at the future and destiny of this church, and uh, sometimes we think, oh, we are in a small place. Oh, we are, we are not a, a mega church. We are not running thousands and thousands of people. But it's, it's a tree that gives security. It's a tree that gives shelter. It's a tree that gives rest. And many birds decide that, that they want to build their nest on this tree. And so the, the tree becomes the home for many people. And so the potential there is to develop this home, is to make it the best home that you can ever have. And to be able to build your nest in a home. And do you realize that your future is really linked very much to your church? Because if God's blessing is here, then you, when you are here, you also share in the blessing that God has for you. When God destined this church for great things, you become a part of the great things in God. And it's not about you, but it's about God and about how, what He can do and what He wants to do in your life. And so when you have a strong church, you have a strong family. When you have a strong church, you become a strong Christian. When you have a strong church, you are blessed and you are strengthened and you are secure. And God's blessing will be with you. Amen. So it's just wonderful to just know that that is not who we are, but who God is and how big our God is. And even though our enemies may be many, our, many, our enemies may be great, but God is bigger, God is stronger. So for us in Singapore, we are fighting a sickness. For, for other people, they're fighting wars. 
For some of us, we are engaged in spiritual warfare. But for all of us, we are victors in Jesus Christ. And I like this name, Champions. Actually, I had a little fun with Pastor Mike. He says, he'll drop the leg, just says, Champion. <laughs> Champion Church. <laughs> well, of course, Champion Licks reflects the place, the location. And it's biblical to really name a church after a place. And the seven churches in Revelation really named after a place. So Champion Lakes goes well. But the lake is then a place of refreshing. The lake then is a place without the rough current of the oceans and the seas. A lake is a beautiful place where you relax, where you feel secure, and it reminds you of Psalm 23, where we all are like seeds planted by the streams of living waters, amen. And we will grow and we will be blessed in due time to bring forth the fruit that God has for this church, amen. So when we look at the master seed, actually there is potential for great things because spiritually when we see that, that when Jesus talks about the master seed, he's talking about the deliverance of a demon-possessed boy. And says then that you that if you have faith as small as a muscle seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Amen. So I encourage you to hear this, that, you know, whatever problem that you may be facing, there may be a mountain that you are confronting, or you have a spiritual warfare that you're engaged in, or there is a, a breakthrough that you really want in your families, or in your work, or in your business, or in your life. If you have the faith of a master seed, you can bring great spiritual deliverance. Amen. Also, the master seed talks about the natural growth, the potential for growth. It's like a master seed, though this one of the smallest of the seeds, it will grow to become one of the largest of the plants. With long branches where birds can build their nests and be sheltered. So there is great, tremendous potential in the master's seeds. So when we look at this, it works. Abraham had only two sons, but today everybody called Abraham the father because he's the father of the Jews, he's the father of the Arabs, he's the father of the Christians because he's the father of faith. Moses was a broken man. Gideon had only 300 men. Jesus had only five loaves and two fishes. Jesus chose 12 men. The church started with only 120 people in a prayer meeting. Peter was weak when he started. Deacons were appointed. But all of this works because they had the power and favor of God in their lives. And so, whatever state you may be in, and everything seems so overwhelming at times, financially, spiritually, naturally, business-wise, bushfire, flood, <laughs> you know, and we have fair share of, of many problems in this land. 
all these problems in the world because of really because of climate change or is it because of a lack of faith on our part to believe God for breakthroughs for change and for transformation have the faith of a master's seat and you will see great problems vanish and breakthroughs come into our lives. Amen. The second thing I'll talk about is the potential of growth. I want to say then that through seeds, growth is normal. Every one of us should be growing in our lives. And God calls the smallest, the most insignificant seed to grow into something that is the biggest and greatest of trees. And there is no limit of God. This plant doesn't stay a plant, it becomes a tree. And that's the beauty of the master's seed. God can take you, a nobody. God can take you, an insignificant person. God can take you from a failure into something great and something wonderful for Him. If I have depended on myself, I would have not been where I am. But because I learned to depend on God day by day. Yeah, I, I work at it. Yeah, I take responsibility. Yeah, I take risks. Yes, I read, I study. Yes, I have to put effort into my work. But at the end of the day, it's not our effort. It's not what we do. It's all about Him. Amen. It's nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with Him. And our dependence upon God is going to bring us to places. Our dependence of God is going to bring us to destinies that is far beyond our imagination. Amen. So even when you look at the gospel, the gospel has been preached to over 4 billion people. The Christian churches now exist in 251 countries of the world. And the church is significant. So I was invited to New York to the United Nations headquarters to pray and to lead in prayer. So I, I did not even know that there was a room that could be designated for use by the church to use for prayer meeting. The church has significant influence around the world. We can trust Him. We can believe Him. We can ask God for favor. We can ask God for opportunities. We can ask God for seeds in, it, in our lives. Every time we come to church, God is depositing some seeds into your heart. God is depositing some seeds into your lives that is going to change the destiny and future of your family, your business, your work, and your life. Amen. Praise God. So, Jesus compares the faith to a master seed. If you have faith, and faith defined as trust and confidence in God. And Jesus keeps repeating this over and over again. If you have faith, and if you have the faith of master seed, then you achieve great and wonderful thing for him. So, 
remember, always remember the master seat in your life. Every time you have an overwhelming situation in your life, every time you have circumstances that you struggle with, sometimes you have, you know, breakthroughs in your family or in your finance or in your work or in your life. Remember, all you need is the faith of a tiny master seat. And that's all God requires. You know, the word talks a lot about currency. Australian dollar goes up, the Australian dollar went down, now it's on the way down. Hopefully it will go up again. But the, the way God works is faith. The currency of heaven is faith. There is no money in heaven. That's why money don't drop from heaven. <laughs> Sometimes we pray for money to drop from heaven. <laughs> and you never find God dropping just a, a, a bundle of cash <laughs> into your <laughs> house or into your bank account. Because there is no money in heaven. But there is faith that is required in heaven. Because it is the currency of heaven. And how you exchange things from heaven to bring it to earth and bring it into your life, you need to have faith. Amen. Praise God. So remember the master's seat. So sometimes the little things in life matters a lot for us. Things that sometimes we often want to miss. So a small, ordinary, everyday action can make a big difference in building the kingdom of God. It's like turning up for prayer, turning up for training, praying for somebody at the hospital, holding a phone, a friend to invite to church, serving in the church, cooking a, a, a fellowship meal, listening to a friend, serving a cup of coffee, and, and the list go on and on and on and on and on. The small little things that we can do in church, but it's going to matter in building the house of God to make it strong and make it great. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. So don't regret the little things in your life in serving God. Sometimes the, the television program becomes more urgent. Sometimes, the, you know, finishing reading a book is more important. Sometimes sports becomes more necessary than attending church. Sometimes we miss a training, a miss prayer meeting or we miss you know, some fellowship opportunities in the church and we think nothing of it but is this everyday action small little things that we do from day to day that is good to change your life and change your future and change your destiny amen praise God so never say I'm too old <laughs> They say two zero two zero, no two old two old. The year two old two old. Some of us feel like we are too old too old. <laughs> but we are never too old to serve God. Amen. We are not too small. We are not too old. We are not too young either. Amen. Praise God. I started pastoring at eighteen years old. I've done it for fifty years. I'm still going. So none of us will say, oh, our church is too little. If I say to, 
my people, we until we have the money before we start to do missions, we will not be able to do anything. But I think we have started about 100 churches in Indonesia. We have now about 36 churches, you know, under our management. We have churches in Philippines, in Thailand, and we network with several countries. And you know, so it's not a matter of waiting until we have the money to get things done, because when you wait until you have the money to get things done, you never get things done. So when we go through a period of financial crisis, and uh, people say, well, you cannot afford to buy property. But we went ahead and buy our first property, and then Pastor Mike was there when we bought our first property. He saw us renovate the, the, the place, convert it from an office into an auditorium. Then we decide to buy another property. So if we wait until we have the money to buy the property, we'll never buy the property. We are still have a million dollars debt, but our property is now worth three over a million dollars. So if you always if you wait until you have the money to get things done, it'll never be done. But yet you have the vision and you have the assurance of God and the leading of God to do something let's just go and do it. So whether we are starting churches or buying our property or whatever, we just say, what do we have? Just a small seed. So ask David, what do you have? And he says, I have five stones. <laughs> and how many stones it took to bring the giant down? This one. One small little stone went up, up, up and brought the whole big giant down. Small. Start small. But start somewhere. It's a small beginning. But if you have faith in God, you just go and grow and let God bless you. Somebody asked me, why do I know so many great people? I say, when I, I, I first know these people, they were not great people. <laughs> but we, we relate to them and love them and treat them well when they were small flies, insignificant people, and nobody gave them a second look. I relate to people on the ground. And eventually when they become great and important, they have not forgotten me. So never despise small beginnings. Amen. You may start small, but start somewhere and let God bless you through that. Amen. So the famous parable, you know, is the growth recipe. At the end of the day, it has the power to grow each one of us and grow our church. It may be the least even among the smallest seed, but it can grow into a large tree. A church, though small, can grow with God's help and a pinch of faith. 
Amen. So I believe in this church. I believe the champions are going to grow out of this church. Amen. I believe you are a champion in God. Amen. We are not warriors. We are warriors. And we are going to trust God for greater things to come and for better days and for a better year in 2020. Amen. So growth is a means, not an end. The tree will continue to grow and it will provide nesting room. So this is not as much a parable about impressive growth as about an unlikely outcome. There will be unlikely outcomes in so sometimes we want to measure success by numbers. But God doesn't always measure success by numbers. He measures it by the size of your faith. Amen. So, grow. A people ruled by God, a people ruled by a king. So this parable is about the kingdom of heaven, about the kingdom of God. Sometimes we read the parables and we cannot distinguish the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is the same. Just Jesus used different parables. So remember, underestimate. So some of you feel that your potential is not recognized. Your boss is not recognized. Your teacher is not recognized. Your parents are not recognized you for what you can become, but in God you will make a big difference. So we are a people of God that look small, insignificant, useless. But after God makes us grow, we become a highly valuable resource and home to many others. Amen. So there's a power of growth. So like the master seed, we can grow into big things, and it doesn't happen overnight. But it will happen. But it doesn't happen without nurturing and harvesting our dream growth. So keep at it. Don't get discouraged. Don't feel like you're overwhelmed. Always feel that in God, we can and we will succeed. Amen. So the lessons that we can learn is Christianity's powerful influence is evidence of its divine origin. We don't use worldly techniques for the gospel success. We patiently allow the master seed to grow. We don't lose heart. Don't measure growth success or kingdom of God solely by visible standards. Both the parables demonstrate how the, the gospel works. It starts from within. Do your part to plant the seed and be a, a levering influence for righteousness. Christianity is contagious. And today, Christianity has grown. So it started out with 120 people in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. Just a prayer meeting. And the church is the most powerful institution in the world. Today, one third of the world's population is Christian. The church is ever growing, and despite of all the persecution we read about, despite of all the setbacks we read about, despite of all the failures we read about, actually at the end of the day, the church is stronger and greater than its beginning because it has faith in God to keep going for Jesus. Amen. So the last thing I'll talk about is that nothing is so small in its commitment to greatness and success. Nothing is too small. Nothing is so small. We really understand that, that the master seed is 
a parable, a story with a heavenly meaning that is going to encourage us towards success. So there are many kinds of seeds. But we all have to start somewhere with the seeds that God has given to us. And when we get to look at seeds and looking at how small our beginnings may be, really we take courage from the story of the parable of the master's seed. Because one of the things that we need to, to learn about success is we will grow into our success. So there are many kinds of seeds and we have to choose our seeds very carefully. And in different seasons and different times and for different people, God gives us different kinds of seed. There are sometimes bad seeds. There are sometimes good seeds. And there are even evil seeds. And those of you who have gardens realize there are some seeds that get blown into your garden and cause a lot of irritation because they create a lot of weeds and you have to go clear your garden every week. Oh, it's, it's a nuisance. So you have to choose your seeds. You have to choose. Bad seeds grow actually very fast. <laughs> they go like bushfire. <laughs> but the good seeds takes time to grow. So great things always start small, but it doesn't mean that they are not successful. So there are two commandments for which we can that God has given to us as a secret for success. One is that we sow, the other is we reap. So we reap what we sow, for whatever a man sows, then shall he also reap. So one thing that helped me succeed in my Christian life and ministry is to, to see, to look at the seeds that God has given to us. The church is a seed bed. The seed must be planted in a seed bed. This church is a seed bed. It's a place for us to plant our seeds. It's a place for us to grow our lives. It's a church that, that, that gives you the prayer, gives you the atmosphere, gives you the inspiration give you the motivation, give you the opportunities to grow and to succeed in your life. You see, if I have any kind of success, I will credit it to my mother-in-law who prays for me every day. Simple woman, wasn't even a Christian when I knew her. My wife was so fearful that she would reject our relationship because I'm a pastor. But she has come to know the Lord and now she's praying for me every day. There are a group of orphans on an island called Pulau Nias. And when the tsunami hit Aceh, it also hit this little island. But this little unknown island is really the only Christian island in Indonesia. 
where the majority of the population are Christians. So I've been doing work there about 20 years. So we are about a thousand people there, about 10 churches. So I had to fly to Polonius now and then. And after the tsunami hit this island, there were a lot of babies that were found on top of the roof and on top of trees. And they were rescued. And they have nowhere to go. Their parents all died in the tsunami. So I raised them up. Now they're all grown up. They have become... You know, adults and some of them are started to, to go to university. Some of them needs, you know, more financial support. And we've been helping them for about 20 years. So we have these orphans who will wake up every morning at 5 a.m. to pray. And since they depend on me for their livelihood, more or less speaking. So they, they have to pray for me. <laughs> and so I have these 30 children praying for me every morning at 5 a.m. And I, I, I said to myself, how can I not succeed in my life when I have so many people praying for me? God hears the prayer of little children. So sometimes we think little children are so small. But I tell you, God never looks down on them. God hears the prayer. And my mother-in-law feels so old, so useless, so what can she do in church? And she said, I only pray for my family. And she pray for this son-in-law. And I'm blessed because I have an elderly praying for me. And I tell you what, God listens to the prayers of the elderly as well. So none of us are so small, so insignificant that God cannot use. And I can tell you then that you can succeed in your life if you have the prayer support, and when you are in a church, you have the prayer support. And from what I read on the website, and what I hear in your announcement, you all believe in prayer. And prayer is going to change you. And prayer is going to change things. Amen. So, come on. We need the church. And also, the, the last thing, let's go back to the last slide, is I want to say then that sometimes if you want a different result in your life, you have to find a different kind of seed to plant in your life. If you do the same thing, day after day, year after year, you will have the same results. It's insane to think that you will get a different outcome if you keep doing the same thing. You may have to do things differently in order then to have a different result. So as we start 2020, we think about how God can use us in 2020 to make a difference. And we have to start maybe changing some habits, changing some things, some things that we've never done before. Let's do it as a church. Let's do it as a family. Let's do it as a person. Let's do it. You never pray in the morning, pray in the morning. You never pray in the night, pray in the night. Whatever, do whatever you, you can. But do different things because if you want change in your life you, can, you can't start by trying to reap a different harvest if we keep doing the same thing so we need to start sowing a different kind 
of seeds. Sow today what you want to reap tomorrow. Amen. So it's all about choice and consequence. So in conclusion, small beginnings can have big endings. Amen? So I think that helps me a lot in my Christian life. So I've been serving, pastoring 50 years. I can tell you. I can just summarize it. It's not about me. It's about Him. It's not about how good I am, but it's about His grace. I need His mercy. I need His love. I need His goodness in my life. And the Psalms promise to us, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So I, I, I changed it a little bit. My wife is called Shirley. So I say Shirley. <laughs> goodness and mercy will follow me. And uh, she, she turned around and asked me, who are the other two women? <laughs> but surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. And great is His faithfulness, new mercy you see each morning. So every day you plant seeds by what you do. Sow a thought, reap an egg, sow an egg, reap a habit, sow a habit, reap a character, sow a character, reap a destiny. So four reinforcing factors in summary. One is the challenge facing us today is the use of our faith. Let's use our faith more. Our faith will never come if we do not use our faith and leave it out. So believe God can move mountains. And this morning, as you come into this service, you may have a problem. You may have spiritual warfare. You may have a crisis. You may have a challenge. You may have a task. You may have a prayer request. You may have a dream. You may have a desire. And you have a special need in your life. I end of these words. Believe God. Believe Him. And no matter how small your faith is. And some of us look at ourselves. What can I do? My faith is so small. But just look at it. One little master seed. God can take that master seed and make it into a big plant, a tree that can provide nesting homes for many people. God can use you. God can use this church. Amen. And God will help you fight your battles and God will help you to move the mountains in your life. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Let's believe God. I don't know what need you have this morning. I hope you'll be encouraged by the Word of God and by what Jesus said. You know, your faith may be small. Your